Chapter Twenty Six of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Six: Other Travelers. And the rest of it," said Jake, breaking off again, a light on his face such as they had never seen there before. I don't know how to tell. I haven't found any words yet that tell it. There was one day when I felt so low down and miserable that it seemed to me a terrible pity that I had lived. I couldn't see how I was to be of any use to myself or anybody else. I thought I would be just a blot on the earth. I thought of mother here, and it seemed to me that the best news that could have come to her would have been that I was dead and buried. I thought of all of you here at home, and I felt as though there would be more hope for you if I was gone. I didn't see why I had lived. I didn't have a bit of hope for myself. I knew there wasn't any use in trying to be anything but a drunken wretch. Despite of all I had been through, the sickness and everything, there was nothing I wanted so much as whiskey, and I knew that just as soon as I got out on the street where it was to be had, I would find a way to get it. I don't know what made me think of Flora Ann just then, but I did. You see, I knew about her praying for me, and it used to make me mad. But all of a sudden it came over me that there was a God, and that he must have made me, and that I had a sister who had talked to him a good deal about me. I didn't suppose that I believed in prayer, but I seemed to all of a sudden. I was alone, sitting on the side of the bed, and I just slipped down on my knees and said, O oh Lord, that is every living word I said. To have seen the look of awe on Jake's face as he repeated the word would have been a lesson in reverence. And the reason I can't tell the rest of it is because I don't know what happened. Only he came and took hold of me, and, well, I knew that I wasn't Jake Lucas inside any more but how can a man tell a thing like that? Yet Jake must have understood that his face and voice and manner told the story eloquently. He was not even Jake Lucas outside any more. There were other details. He had been very slow in regaining his strength. He had been very much afraid of the streets at first, until he had discovered that the power which had taken hold of him would go along with him through the streets. Having come to himself, or rather having come to God, his next fixed thought was for his mother. But along with the desire to see her, came to him an ambition to present himself before her in such garb as would fit the new man he felt himself to be. With this for an incentive, he had gone to work, almost before his strength was equal to the demand, and had worked faithfully until he had earned a suit of clothes and a little money in his pocket. Then he had started homeward, working his way as he came, stopping at point after point as the necessity for doing so arose, working at anything he could find to do, so that his small sum of money, instead of decreasing, steadily increased. "'And so,' he said at last, "'I've got home.' "'Yes,' his mother broke in eagerly at that point. "'And the first thing he did was to buy some tea for me, "'and he bought crackers and a piece of meat and brought them home. 
just to think of my jake coming and bringing me tea flora and stephen made almost one-third of the distance home in total silence that evening they seemed unable to find words for their thoughts at last flora broke the silence it seems too wonderful to believe doesn't it steve but i don't understand why i should feel so you see i have been praying and praying for him and wanting him to come home yet it seems i didn't expect it when i found him sitting there all dressed up and talking so nice and being good to mother why i just felt as though i should scream and one time things got all black in the room and i was dizzy like just because i was so astonished i find i didn't expect any such thing i don't wonder said stephen i wouldn't have been more astonished it seems to me if a stick of wood from the woodpile had walked in and sat and talked with us it is a most amazing thing it doesn't seem as if he could be jake lucas he isn't said flora ann with quiet exultation he is made over folks aren't the same after they begin to pray steve i know that by myself i'm not the same girl i used to be at all folks don't know it but i'm not i don't think the same things about people nor places nor doings of any kind you know oh i ain't a bit the same i can't describe it as jake says but i understand just what he means it is all different still there is more difference for jake than for any of us oh my think of jake coming to prayer meeting and praying do you suppose he will i am just afraid i will faint then and miss hearing the words and i wouldn't for anything it was fully as wonderful and bewildering as flora ann had foreseen the first time that jake lucas came to prayer meeting the mitchell dining-room was crowded to its utmost capacity and the hall was full even the stairs were full up to the very landing it was such a strange sight for the neighborhood to see one who had been its terror sitting among them clothed and in his right mind he not only prayed but sang and talked standing up boldly for the one who as he always reverently expressed it had made him over you can all see friends that i ain't the same he said earnestly i don't think the same thoughts nor do the same things not by a great sight i don't i know what has been the matter with me i have belonged to the devil for a good many years and i have served him faithfully nobody will deny that now i have changed owners no it isn't that i didn't do it another owner has got me somehow i don't know how he got me away from the devil but you can see for yourselves that he has done it and from this time forth i belong to him and it makes a difference as he sat down helen ransom's clear voice took up the story i was lost but jesus found me found the sheep that went astray through his loving arms around me drew me back into his way i was bruised but jesus healed me faint was i from many a fall sight was gone and fears possessed me 
but he freed me from them all the minister came into the man's sitting-room one afternoon and found sarah jane in earnest conversation with his sister sarah has an application for board explained miss ransom when her caller had been duly greeted indeed said the minister with polite interest who is that a mrs sedgwick said sarah i have a letter from her she wants to come for the summer and have her husband come saturday nights when he can she says sometimes he cannot get away she wants to get into the country for her health and to be near the city where her husband's business is she offers a very nice price for her board that is a good recommendation for her said the minister smiling how did she hear of you sarah she says a friend of hers is a friend of mrs colchester and told her where she was staying what does mrs colchester say asked the minister rousing to deeper interest would she like to have this boarder come i do not think she is anxious to have more company said sarah she is very busy all the time and never seems lonesome but she says of course she wants us to earn all the money we can and she thinks there is no reason why we should not have this lady come if our rooms will suit her there followed a detailed discussion of plans carried on by miss ransom and her guest the minister lingered and offered a suggestion now and then but he chiefly interested himself in the study of sarah jane contrasting her with a girl by that name who had come to them only a year before he decided that she was a somewhat remarkable study and felt that he had not realized heretofore that a human being could take such strides in a year's time she is a pretty ladylike girl he said to himself neatly and becomingly dressed helen has certainly done wonders for her she is more changed than her brother in some respects when one thinks of those four people sarah stephen flora and that marvellous jake it is enough to intoxicate one with life to realize what human effort supplemented by the almighty power of god can do for souls even here on earth gives one a faint conception of what an eternity of heaven and the companionship of jesus christ may be able to do for us all by the time he reached this concluding thought sarah's arrangements were perfected in due course of time the new boarder came to them a sickly-looking fashionable girl helen said describing the newcomer to her brother she does not look at all like a married woman nor act like one i can hardly understand what the attraction would have been in this direction she impresses me as one who would be able to cordially hate the country and there is no more affinity between her and mrs colchester than there is between sarah and fanny bascom she closed the sentence with a laugh for both brother and sister realized that comparison could go no farther well said the minister with a sigh if she pays the price for her board of which sarah spoke there will be some compensation at least the sigh was for a thought which he had that it would not be so pleasant at the mitchell farmhouse as it had been up to the date when the new boarder was heard of 
he had felt that no scheme of helen's had been happier than this one of setting sarah jane to keeping boarders since that time he had been occasionally troubled with doubts as to its wisdom it was two weeks before he made the acquaintance of mrs sedgwick she had come on the wednesday following the tuesday evening prayer meeting which had now become an institution in the hilton hill neighborhood the following sunday had proved rainy in the extreme and although mrs sedgwick was said to have expressed a strong curiosity to attend church she was not inclined to brave a six-mile ride in the storm in order to do so on the following tuesday evening the minister was called miles away in another direction to visit a sick parishioner and the prayer meeting had to get on without him in this way two weeks had passed it was on saturday evening that he came to helen with a proposition to ride out to the farmhouse i have been working very hard he said and i think a canter would do me good besides i hardly ought to have let another sabbath pass without calling on the stranger we can make a short call and get home in good season sarah jane saw and recognized them in the distance and came to the gate to meet them i never was so glad to see any one in my life she said earnestly i have just been praying that mr ransom would come i didn't know what else to do what is the matter said mr ransom hastily recognizing more than cordial greeting in her anxious tone she made her story brief mr sedgwick had arrived that afternoon very much under the influence of liquor when he reached there and was growing more so every moment having brought a plentiful supply in his travelling bag sarah jane's eyes were wide with terror he has been singing and shouting and acting like a crazy man for the last hour she explained and now he is getting cross they are in the dining-room and he won't go away himself nor let her i think she is scared at him and he keeps getting so much worse we don't know what to do if mrs colchester were here i think she could do something with him she can with almost everybody but she went with flora out to her house and steve hasn't got home from the village so we are just alone father don't know anything to do and he won't go in there at all he says he would just as soon see a wild tiger as a drunken man i never saw father act as he does about this and sarah mitchell never understood why her father acted as he did the loyal wife and son kept always silent about that chapter in his life mrs colchester's help should not be expected under such circumstances said the minister with more severity than sarah jane had ever heard him speak where drunken men are is no place for her i will go in at once and see what can be done what he succeeded in doing was presently apparent his sister and sarah waiting outside heard their voices the drunken man's loud and hilarious the minister's firm and commanding presently they heard the footsteps of the two making their way upstairs the drunken man's unsteady and trembling evidently he was being half carried and the minister was speaking quiet authoritative words put your foot there mr sedgwick so 
you will not fall i will see to that no you are not coming back the place for you at present is in your room you are to get to bed as speedily as possible yes you can i will help you yes i understand interrupting the man in his maudlin attempts at explaining that he had been suddenly taken very sick i understand it perfectly sir you need not explain and by this time they had reached the landing above sarah jane drew a long breath of relief what a man he is she said meaning the minister for there was admiration in her tones he is like mrs colchester miss ransom he can do anything with people they both can i don't believe he will have a bit of trouble in getting him to bed and she just coaxed and begged him to go miss ransom he swore at her oh dear such a time as we have had and i was afraid jake lucas would come in every minute it would have been awful for jake to see a drunken man don't you think so miss ransom will you go in and see mrs sedgwick maybe you can comfort the poor thing i suppose her heart is almost broken perhaps she would rather not see a stranger just now said miss ransom holding back and wondering what it would be possible to say that would comfort the wife of a drunkard at that moment the door opened and mrs sedgwick's pale pretty face appeared End of chapter 26